0: Hi, welcome to Let's Talk Forex. In this episode, we give you some ideas of how you can improve your profitability by making small changes to your current trading strategy. I think you'll find it useful and you'll find it'll provide some insight into things that you may not have thought of before or maybe things that you have missed. Thanks for listening and if you have any questions or comments, please send them through to us at podcast at fxscouts.com or reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn or Twitter. Hey, Alison. Hey, Chris. How's it going?
1: Yeah, I'm all right, thanks. How are you today?
0: I'm good. Very hot here in South Africa. Apparently, the people um, in Kodogu are like burning up. It's unbelievably hot and humid. Really? Yeah. A
1: bit early for that, isn't it? It's yeah. usually a bit later in the year that it gets hot.
0: Yeah, I think sort of December, January, it starts to, mm. and February particularly. But yeah, at the moment, it's just uh, people are really struggling. So. what's the weather like your side
1: uh you know it's it's winter is making its way into europe you know what i mean uh Mm -hmm. it's it's fine it's fine i can't complain i certainly can't complain compared to you know our colleagues in sweden and the uk you know where it's actually there's snow on the ground you know no it's it's fine i can't complain whatsoever but yeah no i'm fine i'm well i'm pretty good um what,
0: what are we talking about this week yeah, well, this this week, uh, as we spoke about last week, we want to give our listeners some ideas of how to improve their trading um, and, and not mm-hmm. by making major changes or giving, uh, you know, um, sort of overhauling their strategy, but by giving them some new ideas of minor tweaks that, that they can make to their current strategies that will make a difference um, to trading performance. So it's not a whole new trading methodology, but operational tweaks, I guess we could say. Uh, that improve profitability, and these are the long, the the low hanging fruit that many traders sort of miss. Um, you know, they sort of miss, uh, sometimes just miss a big. And I know, I mean, I've been there myself. Been a, you miss the big picture sometimes, and uh, mm-hmm. quite obvious changes that you can make that that do make a difference. Um, so I think it will be quite useful, quite useful advice. Yeah,
1: I think so too. Yeah, so let's uh, jump right into it. Like we've got three things here. The first one is. Um, you know, this is counterintuitive for uh, some traders. Uh, the first way really to improve your bottom line is to make fewer trades. Most traders, and especially beginner traders, uh, trade too much. And, and it's true, look, trading is fun, right? Mm. Uh, but every time you take a trade, you are risking capital, and over-trading is often what breaks beginners. You see it all the time. So it's really important to identify the trading opportunities that are going to be the most profitable for whatever trading strategy it is that you developed, and then stick to them. And only those ones, you know, but uh, as like most traders, they make the mistake of believing that they have to be in the market all the time. And that's just not true.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I, I mean, I, I know I've, I've fallen victim to that myself is you think that you're going to miss opportunities. So you sit there mm-hmm. and you wait and you wait and you wait, and you kind of get bored and then you're like, okay, let's just take a trade, you know, uh, maybe this will yeah. work out. And, uh, more often than not, when it's not part of your strategy, it just it it tends to either fall flat or worse, you you lose, you know. Um, yep. Yeah, and in our business, we often talk about the eighty twenty rule. Uh, it's something we talk about quite a lot, and it applies to <laughs> trading too. So, uh, the eighty twenty rule basically is that eighty percent of your results come from twenty percent of your actions, and it's a widely accepted principle in many areas of our daily lives and uh, business. Um, so famous examples are 80% of your sales come from 20% of customers or 20% of your sales reps close 80% of the deals, 80% of the complaints come from 20% of your customers. And mm-hmm. yeah, 80% of your wealth is owned by 20% of the people. Um, and, yeah, and the same is true in trading. Definitely 80% of your your um, results and uh, whether good or bad come from 20% of your actions. So. So to avoid over trading uh, probably could you know uh, especially if you stick to your strategy you could do yourself some some huge favors
1: yeah exactly so do you really need to trade every day yeah. is a good way to start with this um, you know you look at which days in the past have produced your best results and and do you, and then maybe stick to uh, stick to those days do you need to trade as much as you do every day probably not a, a really good idea as well as limiting the number of trades you have on the same the same idea. You know, if you're going to take the trade in a bounce off the low and then you get stopped out and then you try that again and you get stopped out again, stop doing it, right? Don't keep on <laughs> – <Yeah, laughs> it's exactly. not rocket science, right? Don't yeah. don't make, keep on saving, making the same mistakes. Um, reduce the number of trades you take and you I think you actually be surprised uh, how this affects your profit, profit and loss levels.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and it's having the patience to wait for the right trades, uh, not getting into the trade for the sake of trading as I, as I was saying just now. Um you want to find your setup, you want to find the signal, then you want to have your trigger and manage your risk. So if you see like I don't know, an example I think most most traders can probably relate to is if you have an engulfing bearish candle to the downside, which is a signal of a possible bearish move. You might only take the trade if the price breaks past the low of the that bar or the next bar or if it rallies only halfway up the bar, then you want to take the trade. Many traders just see the signal, you know, the engulfing uh, engulfing bearish candle and then they pull the trigger. But what they need is the signal and then a confirmatory trigger uh, that it's the right trade to take and and they sort of get impatient to see the signal and and take the trade. Mm-hmm and And also, you want to identify what makes you the most profit. I remember when I started trading and I looked at my stats, I was quite surprised to find that I generally lost on my short trades and I won on my long trades uh, and I think a lot of traders find that it, it's quite difficult to see the market upside down, which is what you have to often do when you when you're taking the the short trades. Um, but this was easy low hanging fruit for me. Um, and once mm-hmm. I realized this, I stopped, I stopped trying to make the short trades work. I stopped trying to see the market, um, you know, in reverse or inverted. And I, I traded long and I took the trades when they were long and I did much better. So basically, you want to approach the market with what you're good at and you want to approach it with the things that, um, that have worked for you in the past.
1: Yeah, exactly. Do what yeah. works for you. Do what you're good at and, and keep it to those. Keep it to yeah. exactly that. And don't, don't try and think outside the box too much. Yeah. Keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really good advice. The second point we want to make here is having a hard daily walk away stop loss. Cannot emphasize the importance of this enough. Some people are excellent traders. Fantastic, but they lack the self discipline to keep their stop losses at a certain level. And then when the price gets close to their stop, they move it. And this is just hope, you know. We were talking about this in a recent episode, talking about hope and how yes. damaging hope can be. You know, hoping the market will turn, turn for you, and then, and then, of course, you know, the ninety-nine percent of the time, well, not ninety percent, but most of the time, what you're going to do is you're just going to end up with an enormous loss. Not only is this going to damage your equity, but it's going to do damage to your confidence as a trader as well. So, there's some important rules uh, for stop losses. Rule number one: Don't let your emotions be the reason you move your stop. Like your initial stop loss, your stop. Any adjustment uh, you make to your stop should be predetermined before you trade. Have rules and triggers in place for moving a stop loss. Don't do it from out of panic. Uh, don't do it out of hope. Don't do it out of greed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, only always, if you're going to move your stop loss, make sure there's a rule. There's a rule based reason for it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's very good advice. Um, and then uh, you know, sort of going off that point, if you widen your stops then reduce your trade size so if you've got a strategy and and you realize that the that you're just getting stopped out all the time because your stops are possibly too close Um, especially if you find that that you're trading in the right direction but it just sort of it reverses slightly or you know pulls back and then hits your stop every time then just reduce your trade size you know uh, reduce your trade size widen your stop to give you you, yourself room to accommodate the market volatility and noise and then obviously with with a reduced trade size you'll obviously reduce your exposure and risk and when your risk is low then it gives you it gives you a proper opportunity to stand back um, and objectively look at whether your stop distance is better for that trading strategy. So it's quite an easy way to, you know, just to adjust if, if, if you're feeling like your stops are a bit too close.
1: Yeah, and, and another, another good thing to think about is whether to trail the stop. So trailing your stop means moving in the direction of a winning trade. So this locks in your profits and helps you manage your risk if you add to your open position. They're not appropriate for every trade, but they're really good in trending markets, especially when indicators like the RSI or the stochastic show that there is room for the trend to continue. I.e., so it's not an overbought or oversold territory. Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely worth something to look at there.
0: Yeah, particularly on uh, uh, you know, as you always talk about, C trader, um, it's great mm-hmm. because you don't have to monitor the the trading stop all the time, or you don't, you don't have to be connected all the time on on C trader because uh, the stop is set from the not from the terminal side. Uh, so yeah, except really from the seller side,
1: side. Yeah, yep. exactly. No, it's fantastic.
0: And the last lower hanging fruit, and sometimes something um, a surprising number of traders forget, is to look at the higher timeframes when performing analysis. I mean, this seems pretty obvious, but you know, before you pull the trigger on a trade, look at the longer term time frame and how the market is trending. You don't want to, well, you don't generally, unless unless that is part of your strategy, you want to go short on a long term uptrend or long on a long-term uh downtrend mm. um so yeah. so just be aware when you do your analysis that that you look at these higher time frames
1: yeah exactly with with time frame analysis you can you can make use of so-called you know higher time frame you no know, uh higher time frame and one lower time frame and then the higher time frame is used to analyze longer term chart um and trend context to get a you know just get a sense of general market direction and sentiment so you want to establish a directional bias, uh, so it's a long, short, and neutral, on the higher time frame first, and then you go in to, the sh- to uh, look for specific trading opportunities uh, on the lower time frames. So you can use this to time entries, uh, manage trading positions, etc. So one of the biggest mit- mistakes traders make when performing multi-time frame analysis, starting their analysis on the lowest uh, time frame. So you're going to start in the one minute or the five minute, then working their way up, uh, this is called the bottom-up approach and um, is not not particularly successful
0: no yeah I mean so if you start your analysis on the on the lower time frame where you place your trades um, it creates a very narrow and one-dimensional view um, which basically misses the point of multiple time frame analysis so often traders adopt a specific market direction or opinion on their lower time frame and then they do the higher time frame analysis, but they just use that uh, for a way to confirm their opinion, yep. uh, rather mm-hmm. than actually uh, sort of having a clean slate, starting from the higher time frame and moving to the lower time frame, and and having that in their their awareness before they before they decide on on a trade direction.
1: Yeah, exactly. You create confirmation bias, um, and un- and it's unnecessary risk that you're building. So yeah, we recommend the top-down method. Uh, with this top-down approach, you always, you know, start the analysis in the higher time frame, get a general sense of the market trend context. You become aware of important price hurdles, you know, support and resistance levels, stuff like this, and then you can dig down into your trading opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and and then you're up, you know that your trading opportunity is going to fit into the larger narrative. You know, you you're kind of you're reducing your risk there.
0: Yeah. So um, uh, that's it's pretty short and sweet. Um, but in summary, if you want to reduce, uh, in summary, uh, if you want to improve your trading performance uh, in three quite easy ways that that you don't have to overhaul your three strategy, you know your your trading strategy, then you want to reduce the number of trades you take and be very specific about the trades that you do take, ensure that they they match your your trading strategy. Secondly, you want to set a firm daily stock loss limit or at least have predetermined triggers for moving your stock or ways that you can manage your risk if you're going to move your stock. And lastly, you want to be aware of the higher timeframes when performing your analysis. And you want to start with the higher timeframes when performing mm-hmm. your analysis, um, even yeah. if you are going to trade on on the shorter timeframes.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Nice and easy, nice and simple stuff. But um, I think it'll make, um, make quite a difference. Yeah. Uh, if everybody listening to this put these in practice, um, and next week we're continuing the theme with one of these, where we'll be discussing stop loss strategy. Yes. And how to play smarter stops. I mean, we discussed it briefly there, but we're going to go into more detail. Yeah. So um, hopefully, uh, hopefully that will um, that will assist uh, assist our listeners too.
0: Yeah, and, and talk um, a little bit about stop loss hunting. It's something I think that a lot of traders are quite. Ah, important. yes. Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, I look forward to it, Alison. You have a great week ahead. I'll speak to you then.
0: Sounds good. Cheers, Chris.
1: Cheers.